0: All right, I think we got through the negatively considered and we got to the positively considered. All right, that's where we got to. So, again, just going through the outline again. The meaning of justification we looked at, negatively considered, what it was not, it, what, it, uh, justification is not the making righteous of nor the imparting of righteousness to its recipients, and it is not a change in the moral state or character of its subjects it is a theoretical definition um means to make just to make conformable to a true standard thus it would be thus it would seem to mean a process by which wrong is corrected bad is made good good is made better and some person or thing actually improved and thus justified with lawyers no improvement of condition is thought of but the establishment of a positive of a position before a judge or jury, literal or figurative, they mean the winning of a favorable verdict, or the statement of the verdict, the sentence of acquittal, or vindicated right, as the case may be. All right. The scriptural definition was is uh, the words translated "justifying justification" signify not to make righteous, but to de- to declare righteous, just or free from guilt and exposure to punishment. I think we. Establish how that's all taken care of. The scope of justification, the remission of sins, included the removal of their guilt and penalty. Hallelujah. The, re, the reckoning of Christ's righteousness and the restoration of God's favor. Hallelujah. The method of justification, negatively considered what it is not. The method is not by moral character, and it's not by the works of the law. But the method it positively considered, again, where we're at today, is judicially by God. Romans 8:33 So posit what it, you know, uh, what what is it? The method of justification is God, all right? Romans 8:33 Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. So uh, and then we see also Romans 3 and verse 24 let me back up because we got some questions prior to that. Let's see here. All right. Let's read 17. Behold, thou art called a Jew, and resist the law. Oh, I'm sorry, and retest. in And retest? Yeah. Rest us. There we go. Rest us. I, I wasn't seeing that first S there. Whew. It's been a long week already. All right. Behold, thou art called a Jew, and rest us in the law and makest thy boast of God and knowest his will and approvest the things that are more excellent being instructed out of the law. And thou art confident that thou thyself art a guide of the blind, a light of them which are in darkness and an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes which has the form of knowledge and the truth of the law. Thou therefore which teachest another teachest thou not thyself. Thou that preachest... A man should not steal, dost thou steal? Thou shalt thou, thou that sayest a man should not commit adultery, dost thou commit adultery? Thou that abhorrest idols, dost thou commit sacrilege? Thou that makest thy boast of the law, through breaking the law, dishonorest thou God? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles, though or through you as it is written. Uh, yeah, so again, it's... Uh, it's, where just, Justification, i get it right here in a minute. The method of it is by God. So in regeneration, we have the sovereign action of God, quote, who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, Ephesians 1.11. While in justification, that was regeneration, while in justification, we have his judicial action, in the latter, God is seen to be acting on just and equitable ground, and in harmony with the law. All right, so judicially by God and causatively by grace Romans three twenty four. Being just, I was in the wrong place. I was in two, wasn't I? Yeah, I was in two. Where was I? I was reading wrong a minute ago. Well, forgive me. I, I should have read three twenty four a minute ago, and I was reading in in Romans chapter two. Uh, forgive me. Anyway, I knew it didn't sound right. I said, "Where's the justification in that?" Uh, anyway, like I said, it's been, it's been a long week. All right, so here we go. Romans 3.24 again, or should have been again, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Okay, there we go. So 3.24. But again, let's just read the sentence there uh, while we're there. <laughs> and I wasn't there a minute ago. We've got to go back up to... 21. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God to declare, I say, at this time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. There's a whole lot of belief there. There's a whole lot of faith there. But God is the one that justifies. The believer for our faith. Through our faith, all right? So, judicially, so who shall lay anything to the, to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, all right? So, men are justified by God as a judicial act, yet as an act of free grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Freely means without a cause. For example, without a producing cause on our part, it is so translated in the second passage quoted above. So without a cause, that freely, being justified freely by His grace. So without a cause, there is nothing that we can do to, to cause him to give us justification it, except I mean, it's our belief. He's based on our belief through the blood in, in the blood of Jesus Christ. because we see we've seen the blood, there in verse number 25, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness. All right, going So our belief in the blood of Jesus Christ instills his righteousness upon us. And when his righteousness is placed upon us, then in verse number 26, to declare, I say, at this time, he is righteous, that he might be just, and the justifier of him which believeth. Which goes back to what it says here: in regeneration, we have the sovereign action of God, who worketh all things after His counsel of His own will. While in justification, we have His ju- ju- His judicial action. My brain's going faster than my mouth. Right? Anyway. Uh, So his judicial action, okay, so we see that. So men are justified by God as a judicial act, yet as an act of free grace through his redemption, through the the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. right, we've done said that. Now, that first was judicially by God, second was causatively by grace, thirdly, meritoriously, and manifestly by Christ. All right, by his death, Romans 5. In verse number nine, that's back up to eight. But God, that's no, back up. <laughs> verse number six. How's that? For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth His love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ ...died for us. Much more than, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Amen. All right, so uh, again, do what? Yes, it is. <laughs> That's right. Meritoriously and manifestly by Christ. So by his death, meritoriously. All right, so we are justified by the death of Christ meritoriously... And then, uh, so it says, "'Men are justified or counted righteous in Christ's blood "'on the ground of Christ's propitiatory death.'" All right, and then, "'By his resurrection manifestly.'" Romans chapter 4 and verse 25. Let's back up for the verse as a sentence here. Okay, verse 23. "'Now it was not written for his sake alone "'that it was imputed to him.'" but for us also to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. So, manifestly by his resurrection. So, meritoriously by his death. Our justification comes meritoriously by his death, but manifestly by his resurrection. So our faith in his resurrection. Again, what's the gospel? That he, We believe that he died for our sins according to the scripture and that he was buried and he raised again the third day according to the scriptures. So faith not only has to be in his death for our sins, but our faith also goes on to the fact that he got up again. Because if he stayed in the ground... We are of all men most miserable. <laughs> he had to get up. He had to conquer death. Otherwise, he would have been no better than Buddha and Muhammad and Confucius and all them other dead prophets. But he's God. He conquered death so that we might have everlasting life, which is what the gospel you know, came to tell us, that we could have eternal life and have everlasting life through his death, burial, death and resurrection, and our belief in the three of them, the two of them. (sighs) Men are justified declaratively or manifestly by Christ's resurrection. Jesus was raised because of our justification, i.e., the resurrection of Christ shows the justifying value of his death as the grounds of our justification. Read that again. The resurrection of Christ shows the justifying value of his death as the grounds of our justification. Mr. McKay says, Christ on Calvary added up the penalty demanded, gave himself as an equivalent, paid thus in equivalent the amount demanded, but God in raising Christ from the dead has put to his own hand and receipted the account so that not only have we it paid by our security, but settled by him who made the just demand. Whew. In other words, the resurrection is, Christ, is God's receipt uh, to, the, to the price that was paid at Calvary. That's a good thought right there now. All right, so let me go through this again. We're down to number four here. I'm eight, one, two, three, and four. So, justification, its method of it is positively considered through the as a judicial act of God, causatively by grace. Thirdly, meritoriously and manifestly by Christ, and then number four, mediately, mediately by faith. Romans 5.1. Therefore. Being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into the grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So going back to verse number 1, therefore being justified by faith. All right, it says, we'll see further, Romans 4, 5. Uh, let's see. But to him that worketh not but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Romans three twenty three for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Verse twenty six to declare I say at this time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus Christ. There's our faith again. Acts number thirteen, Acts thirteen and thirty nine. Acts thirteen, thirty-nine. Let's back up to thirty-eight. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man that oh, sorry, yeah, through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. And by him all that believe are justified from all things from which ye could not be justified by the law of Moses. Again it's through our faith. All right. So immediately mediately by faith. All right. Faith is not the procuring cause of justification, nor can it be regarded as its ground or basis. It has only a mediating function through which justification is received. It constitutes a condition prerequisite to man's justification, but not a cause of it. So it constitutes a condition, a prerequisite condition is our faith. But it's not the cause of our justification. Justification, again, goes back up to, to our first point here. Who shall lay anything? No, back up. Our second point <laughs> is by grace. Uh, well, our first point it is God that justifieth at the end of Romans 8, 8.33 and then Romans 3.24 being justified freely by his grace. So his grace and the rede- through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So it's His grace; it's God that justifies. His grace that, uh, that justifies. There has to be the faith, though, there on our part. Justification is not is not our is not hinged upon our faith, but our faith is a prerequisite to obtain the justification. Yeah. <laughs> Faith is the acceptance of God's method of justification. Faith appropriates what grace provides. Faith just reaches out and grabs a hold of it. It's provision. We talked about it, that free gift. It's like that pardon. Here is a pardon. It'll totally wipe away your slate. But you have to take it and sign it. It's been signed by the president, been signed by the governor. Here it is, but you have to receive it by faith. It's already paid for, already taken care of. But until you receive it, then you're just going to stay stay behind the bars. All right, so let's see. I'm going to read this again. Faith is the acceptance of God's method of justification. Faith appropriates what grace provides. All was finished centuries ago. Faith now gives credence and credit to the record and thus counted for righteousness as apprehending all that God's justice has demanded and God's grace has provided. So we are simply apprehending all of what God demanded in justice, which was death. For the wages of sin is death. And and Christ, upon him, was laid our sins. So he satisfied God's demand. And then our faith grabs hold of that and apprehends that and makes it applicable, applicable to us. All right, that's number four, was immediately, mediately, immediately. Mediatorial, so immediately by faith, and then fifthly, whew, evidentially by work. So there's some evidence about it. All right, evidence in James two, James chapter two, verse fourteen and twenty four. <clears throat> what doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath? Faith and have not works can faith save him? Verse twenty four. Ye, ye then, ye see then how that by works a man is justified, and not faith only. All right. So there's some evidence of of this. So evidentially, uh, we're talking about our uh, justification, the method of it, positively considered, and here's some evidence. We are not to slight good works, for they have their place, but they do not precede justification, but rather follow it. The faith that justifies is, re- is a real faith that leads to action, which is accordant with the truth believed. We are justified by faith without works. The working man is not the justified man, but the justified man is the working man. The tree shows its life by its fruits, but it was alive before the fruit or even the leaves appeared. There is no, and Mr. Evans says, there is no contradiction between Paul and James touching the matter of faith and works. Paul is looking at the matter from the Godward side and asserts that we are justified in the sight of God meritoriously without any works on our part. James considers the matter from the manward side and asserts that we are justified in the sight of man evidentially by works and not by faith alone. In James, it is not the ground of justification as with Paul, but the demonstration of it. I like that. That's good stuff. So James is just simply bringing it down to shoe leather (laughs) As as, as far as what man sees in our lives. You know, and and like James says here, Uh, let me see here. It's right up here. Uh, Yeah, yea, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Who's looking? It says it right there at the beginning of that. Man, so, so our works proves to mankind our faith. And just like, and I had that one dude who just got out of jail living in a sleep cheap motel. Brother Hall's out of town. It's always, always happened when Brother Hall is out of town. So he's calling around looking for some food, Got out of jail, down here at the down here at the Red Cardinal Inn, and uh, he called the radio. Station, I said, "We can I can't help you." I said, "The pastor's out, you know. He's the one that, that delivers, you know, that allows to to get funds out of the church." And he hangs up and he calls some other people. Apparently, didn't get no help. And he calls back over there, and then he said, and he said. You know, are you a Christian? I said yes, and he said, "Put your money where your mouth, or put your faith where your mouth is. Put your faith where your mouth is." And basically, that's what he was saying. You say you're a Christian, show me by thy works. Right? Well, I knew he wasn't. He come to church, and uh, but he was, and that's the fellow that was looking for that that thin aftershave so he could drink it, but I gave him the lotion after the Lord just worked that out. He couldn't drink that lotion after shave that I gave him. But I gave him a couple, you know, got him a couple packs of hot dogs and things like that. Razor and shaving cream and so on and so forth. But I mean, you know, it kinda hit when he said it that way when he called back, you know. And but basically it's it's just exactly what, what James was saying is man is looking at you, and you say you're a Christian, we'll prove it, all right, by your works, in other words. All right, so I learned a lot in Madisonville, Kentucky. All right, so anyway, let's see here. We done read that one, done read that one. Okay, here's the doctrinal statement of all these things put together. Man is justified not by character or conduct, but by the grace of God as a judicial act on the provided ground of Christ's redemption as shown by his resurrection. It is appropriated by faith and manifested by works. All right, Man is not justified by character or conduct, but by the grace of God as a judicial act on the provided ground of Christ's redemption as shown by his resurrection. It is appropriated by faith, and manifested by works. We we just appropriate it by faith. What Christ done on the cross, paid the penalty, paid the price, paid the pardon is our redemption, our propitiation. But we we get a hold of it and accept it to us by our faith. And once we have it, we don't work because we we don't work to obtain it, but we work because we have obtained it. All right, and there's our justification. Let's see here. Let me see. Uh, Let's grab these real fast. Okay, the results, and this is the last of justification, and next time we're going to get into sanctification. Okay, so the results of justification. Freedom from incrimination. Romans 8. Freedom from incrimination. Is the result of justification, Romans eight, verse one, and then thirty-three and thirty-four. Result, freedom from incrimination. There is therefore now. I love and it, I just I love that word now, and I've said it in the last two or three weeks. I just love that word now Amen. because it's ever present. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Verses verse 33 and 34. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. So... Mr. Bancroft says Dr. Moley. Dr. Moley, or Molle, Moule, M O U L E, gives the following paraphrase of the latter passage. Who will uh, who will lodge a charge? Okay. He says lodge here. Who will lodge a charge against God's chosen ones? Will God who justifies them who will condemn them if if the charge is lodged, will Christ who died, nay, rather who rose, who is on the right hand of God, who is actually interceding for us? So that he kind of changes that around a little bit, but he's asking the questions there. All right, so freedom from incrimination. Then another result of our justification is peace with God. Peace with God. Hallelujah. Therefore... Being justified by faith, Romans 5.1, we done read it. Being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That peace that passeth passeth all understanding. I I can hear James Crawford, which is Brother Aaron Wells' father-in-law. I can hear his testimony today. He used to sit under Brother Hall. He's now in the same church that Brother Aaron Wells is in. But, you know, he he testified. I testified of it. And at the time of my salvation, and I think that's why Brother Crawford's rings, his testimony rings so true to me in my in my memory, is that the same thing that we testified of when God saved us was the peace. That was the biggest thing that just hit me was the burden was gone. <laughs> and the peace is there. And... And then, since then, it's more than just peace from the burden. It's peace of knowing what, you know, what all that we, we have. So I have, I, I had a little expense come up over here. It's the story of my life. And, um, you know, so I've got some money and I got more coming. From my dad's estate, but so I got some money and I ain't, I just parked it because I had some plans for it. But now this expense has come up, and I said, and the flesh goes, Lord, I had some plans for that, and now I've got this expense that didn't fit into what I had planned. You know that's that's me, that's me talking. And then the Spirit says, Well, yes, but. Now you've got the money to cover that expense. And a few weeks ago, you didn't. And I said, oh, you're right, Lord. <laughs> so it all depends on how you look at it, you know? And so, so, so that peace, you know, so it's just that to see God work, you know, at first, I mean, I didn't see, I, th- I thought it was a negative thing, but then he showed me that it's a positive thing. That, you know, a few weeks ago, this expense come up, I would have had it. And now I do. And so when you look at it that way, then there's peaceful. That God is going to take, he, he feeds the sparrows, he feeds the fowl of the air, he, he clothes the lily of the field. I'm just reminded of Matthew chapter 6 again. And he's taking care of me one more time. And I just praise God for that. And so again, getting in that mindset is peace. Just knowing that I'm not having to worry where that's going to come from. That's already taken care of. Before I even knew I had the need. (laughs) So when you look at it that way, you you just say, thank you, Lord. Lay down your head and go to sleep. God done did it again. (laughs) I know that's wrong English, but he done went and done it again. And he has done it again. I've seen him do it again all the time, all through that. Uh, And then that one time I got a check, $500, didn't know what it was for, didn't have a need. I just stuck it in the bank. And in a few, little while, within a week and a half, I had the need for that. God provided the means before I had the need. And so when I look back on all those things, I can see peace, a peace with God as his child. So therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 2, real quick, and we're almost done. Ephesians chapter 2, 14 through 17. For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, For to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace. And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you, which were afar off, and to them that were nigh. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and read 18. For through him (laughs) we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Hallelujah. All right, so uh, let's see. This peace is legal or judicial and is in contrast to the peace of God, which is experimental. All right, this is the results of justification, peace with God, freedom from incrimination. There is therefore now no condemnation. And then therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God. These are results of justification. And thirdly, Assurance and realization of future glorification. In Titus chapter 3, Titus 3 and verse number 7, again, this is assurance and realization of future glorification. Titus 3, let's back up to verse number 4. But after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Woo! (laughs) Future glorification. And it says, see also Romans 8 and verse 30. Romans 8, 30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also, here's the word, glorified. Future glorification. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's just, that's a, that, that is just that's a result of justification. So two more, two more statements here, and we're done. Justification gives the believer the right and title to the future glory of the Scriptures, or which the Scriptures give us the promise. Justification gives the believer the right and title to the future glory of which the Scriptures give us the promise. To know that when he clothed in a robe of his righteousness, to know that I'm going to be as he is. Yeah. In, our mind, it's going to be done. In his mind, it's already done. <laughs> I know. Done. I know. And when, when John the Revelator bowed down, he said, No, I'm one of you. I'm paraphrasing there. He goes, What are you doing? I'm just like you. And he goes, What? <laughs> I'm what you're going to be. Wow. That's going to be... Whew. And we, we have that, that, that promise. And here's the doctrinal statement. And this is the last of justification. And next week we're in ju- uh, sanctification. So here's the doctrinal statement. Justification brings freedom from condemnation, judicial peace, and the hope of future glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Freedom from condemnation, judicial peace, and the hope of, of future glory. Justification. All right.